three, two, one. All right. This is podcast uh, number one. And I've been thinking about this. Is this podcast one or is it 01? I think we'll have more than 99 episodes. Or is it 001 or is it 0001? I think you're overthinking it. <laughs> I'm overthinking it? Okay. We'll worry about this later. Here's the other bad thing. We don't have an intro. Uh, we as of this recording, we don't have a name yet. I think we're going to be two G's, two G's. Uh, yeah, two G's. And first of all, I'm talking to Drew. Hey guys, <laughs> and, and and I am Mark. <laughs> That's right. So so you so is that how? Is I, that, I think I've been given a uh, media license to call my father Mark on this show. So so it's father son here. You know, I was think I was thinking about this all week too, Drew. And I've I have one of my clients is a father son team and it's Joe and Joseph. And Joseph is a son. And by the way, shout out Joe if you are listening, how's it going? Uh, I don't he may he may listen to the first 2 minutes so I can just say he's he's on the air uh, on a famous podcast where <laughs> 10 people will listen to it. But I think he calls his dad Big Red and then when they're in a bigger meeting, he just starts talking to him. There's no name. He just starts talking and it's like the father just, you know, it's just listens. So you're saying that I need a, nick- a nickname for you <laughs> or I need to be like hey you. <laughs> Or G1. <laughs> Yo, G1. G1. So, anyway, okay, well, let's get to business. So, uh, the, this epi- the, this podcast is all about, uh, it, it, I would call it hyper-local, extremely hyper-local. You talk about niching down. Uh, this is a podcast really for our own little fantasy football league, but who knows? There may be millions of others that may find this a, of interest. So, but our fa- our, our team league is... Uh, Vietnam. Vietnam. I said team. What I meant was our league. So Vietnam. Where's that name come from? Uh, All of our, well, most of us, except for you, are alums of CMU. And we have all at one point in time referred to Fayette as Vietnam, going back to Nam. And so we just thought, uh, I think Thomas was the one who actually created the league name and just kind of stuck with it. You know, I think you're going to have to speak up just a little. I think I am. I think I need to speak way up. I I was noticing the little small recording bars, wavelengths. Yeah. I need to talk louder or higher. Don't don't talk higher. We're two guys. (laughs) We're two Gs. We're guys, Drew. Um, So that's of interest. And so Vietnam and... I joined the league. So actually, last year was our first year, right? First year of the Dynasty League. And who came in third place? <laughs> Mark. <laughs> That's right. And uh, by the way, who did come in first last year and then second? First place went to uh, Team Stump, and second place was Chris Bance. Let's talk about Stump for just a minute. He had a... Re- well, by the way, when this gets uploaded uh, into cyberspace... Uh, week three will already be starting or will have started. So we are looking really at the first two weeks. And week number two, Mr. Stump had an incredible, that uh, that was sick. How, how many points? 195.9 points. Yeah. And, and, and one of his players stunk. So his Vikings defense scored two points. Yeah, they they were lackluster. So if, if he'd had a de- decent defense, he could have got 200 
Uh, that, that would have been impressive. So, so Mr. Stump, uh, very, very well done. I, we are bowing down to you. Oh, talk, that, that you can talk. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I apologize. You know, I'm new to this. So, yeah, we need to also, on Stump's score, that breaks a record in the very young uh, life of this league, uh, breaks a, a weak scoring record going back to last year. The previous best was uh, around 176 points, I want to say, and he scored 195 again. And interesting enough, my score this week, my score this week uh, also broke the record by about 0.5 points. And so we had two record-breaking scoring teams this week. Um, needless to say, there's been a lot of high scoring in the NFL this week. I know, and I hate it. <laughs> so it just it's almost like 150 points is average. If you score 150, you're not going to win. Cutting it very close. If you don't score that, that's for sure. So, I mean, you have to be over... I mean, pick, pick a number. I mean, t- just to say I want to get to 130, that there is no guarantee of winning at 130. So we are going to do some analytics. I'm actually going to do some tableau, tableau, tableau analytics, some visuals uh, from last year just to see what the typical score needed really to win. I did that for my numbers last year. My average was around 130. But if you take that average and then plug that in every week, I would have had uh, less wins than I had. So so it's a good thing your scoring was lopsided? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that is correct. Let's, that's correct. Hey, let's, uh, let's, let's get to our agenda here. And let's do it. First of all, I want to I I ask you, Drew, about your history in getting into fantasy football. I said at one time I would never do this, <laughs> and, and now I'm doing it because of you. But when did you start fantasy football and why? So the first time I ever played was back before I was even in high school. I got asked to be in a league, and I didn't know what I was doing. And about through the first six weeks, I was already not really paying attention to my team anymore. And I wouldn't even call that my actual start. So take it forward quite a few years to my freshman year of college. And I've always been a huge football fan anyway. And we had a bunch of guys that I got to know really well who also enjoyed football, and it just made sense to to start a league. Uh, it was in, a, in the ministry that we had we were all involved in, the Navigators, and we started it, and I've been playing ever since then. I, I started with just one league, and then I went up to two and three, and, and now the past two years, including this year, I'm, I'm doing five, year, uh, five leagues uh, a year. Five leagues. <laughs> I'm probably a little too obsessed. <laughs> you think? <laughs> No, just a little. And then some of the guys in our league, Vietnam League, they're in more than one, right? That is correct. Actually, some of the guys I'm in as many as three leagues with. And, for example, I know Thomas is in more than one league. Yes, he is. Joe Ryan is as well. So I guess that's really what they're saying is they don't have enough to do in their (laughs) life, right? Yeah, and when you enjoy fantasy football so much, you want to experience, uh, experience different different ways uh, of playing, possibly different rules. I enjoy playing, you know, a couple different ways, whether it's, uh, you know, PPR or standard or, you know, playing with different variations of rules. It makes it kind of more fun to to experiment with those different leagues. Speaking of 
leagues, you were talking formats, so PPR, standard. Uh, on a future show, we're gonna we're gonna flush out a little bit. Uh, having a, a salary cap, how, how's that? What's the terminology? You're probably referring to the auction draft. The Is auction draft, yes. Yeah. So, uh, friend of mine uh, stood on a board with him, uh, Trevor Monix, CFO for PFS Brands. He keeps saying, Mark, you need to do the auction draft. And I'm saying, that makes sense. Because like this past week, I've really been working the waiver wire. And if if we were if if we were on a salary cap and and money was involved, yeah, I don't think we'd be doing as much, would we? It'd be a lot more different. I was in my first auction draft last year, and uh, just during throughout the season, you had a certain amount of money that you could devote to your free agents, and so you could choose, you could opt to use a lot of money on a certain pick that you wanted, and almost guarantee yourself that you could get it. But then somewhere down the line at the end of the season, when you're needing someone to pick up, you won't have any money left to pick up because you use it all on someone earlier in the season. So really, I mean, there's more strategy there's involved. There's a lot of strategy. So we'll, 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 we'll talk about that at a future time. And hopefully the commish, uh, the commish is, uh, I, it looks like I'm clipping here. Uh, we got some really high-tech software, uh, hardware, rather. And I, I want to make sure I'm in the green. So anyway, hopefully the commish, the commish is listening to this. But uh, we'll we'll see. Hey, I want to talk a little bit about trades. This league, and one of my goals is never to talk about my team or me, but when we talk about trades, unfortunately, I'm going to come up. So tell me about the thought process and trades. I don't think we had any trades in our league last year. We've had one so far this year, and I will step you through. But before I do, give me your your take, your perspective on trades. What's a win-win? What does that look like for both parties? Yeah, so a win-win situation when you get a good trade is two different teams both have a spot that they're missing something in their lineup, and the other team has what that what that other team needs. And by swapping, it fills positions in both in both lineups. So both teams, both owners, uh, get something out of the trade, something meaningful, you know, to their team. Um, you know, a lopsided trade is only going to be one. It's going to be one sided, and only one team gets something out of it. And so, a good trade benefits both sides. So, and that's what I did. So I traded. Uh, 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 you traded Larry Fitzgerald. I know and, that. And, and somebody else. And I, someone else. I think Demarius Thomas. You are correct. And that was to, was it Anthony? That I to trained? Anthony, yes. Anthony Miller. And so what I what I did is I, I there were two, two uh, guys out there, and I won't say the other person because he never responded to me. <clears throat> um, so Anthony, I looked at Anthony, and what I was doing is I was loaded on receivers, and he had some excess running backs. So I, what I did was I gave him a choice of, was it maybe three or four, either three or four uh, wide receivers. And those two were on my list. And then I had already knew who I wanted of his running backs. And it was Dalvin cook, Dalvin cook. And, and so I wanted to make sure it was a win-win. And by the way, when he accepted, I still emailed back and said, are you sure you want to do this? 
uh, because Larry Fitzgerald is getting up there. So, but I'm sure Anthony did his due diligence. But uh, you know, I I work in business where I help buy businesses, and so it's not about one person winning the other person not. It's got to be a win-win, uh, both sides. And so that was my my perspective. So he said yes. And I want to tell you what I've been doing. The last two weeks, I've, I've done that trade. I keep looking to see. I want him to succeed. Yep. And, and uh, unfortunately, Dalvin is going to be out this week. And so I've got him uh, uh, on injured reserve. But, you know, that's it is what it is. And uh, I don't think Larry Fitzgerald's getting the touches. Uh, but, I, again, I want them to succeed. So it's hard for me not to look because uh, I want to be a, a good future trade partner for other people. Uh, down the road. So like I said, it can't be these st- stupid, silly trades, right? Yeah, I think you made one of the best trades I have seen uh, at playing fantasy football. I get a lot of trade requests in the various leagues that I'm in, and people offer some of the most ridiculous trade uh, trade pieces, and I'm like, do I really need that? Look at my lineup. Do I need a backup quarterback? Exactly. <laughs> when I have a number one quarterback on my team? No. So... Your trade really helped Anthony. He needed wide receivers, and you had a million wide receivers on your bench, and it just made sense, you know, for both sides. And regardless of how those guys have done, you know, so far and what they will do after this, you know, on paper, it's a really decent trade for both of you guys. Interesting. Good stuff. Uh, by the way, props to Anthony. Again, he, he deserves as much credit in this, too. So just just a really, it was a great experience. Uh, again, we did that through email, and, and I think that took place over 24, 36 hours. So, so again, when you say good trade, it, it took two people to, 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 to play. And so, again, absolutely props to him. Hey, next topic real quickly. Um, even if there are other people in other fantasy leagues uh, listening, I want to know, Drew, who you read on a regular basis. I know when Thomas used to be over, I would I would pick his brain, you know, what podcasts are you listening? What are you reading? So I kind of have an idea of who he's listening to. T- tell me about, so, tell me some of your secrets. So this is, uh, this is not a promotional uh, stunt at all. Yeah, we don't have any sponsors. We have no sponsors. We have no sponsors yet. <laughs> You're supposed to be working on that. Yeah, I'll get back to you on that. CNR maybe. <laughs> Uh, so I actually have a life outside of fantasy football. I know that's hard to imagine. You do? <laughs> so, uh, maybe. So because of that, I am a little bit limited on the amount of research that I do. Unfortunately, I sh- probably should be doing research across some different platforms, but I'm a little lazy and I try to get it as fast as possible. And my go-to guy is Matthew Barry on ESPN. He's the chief fantasy analyst. He's been doing it for quite a while. He even has a book that he's written um, about fantasy football. He's probably one of the most known uh, fantasy analysts uh, in the game today. And he's the guy that I look at. Um, I look at a lot of videos that come through the ESPN app uh, on on fantasy. And so that's kind of my go-to when I'm really unsure of maybe certain rankings i actually will compare rankings on say the yahoo site and also nfl and see uh just kind of compare uh the different sites and how they rank players each week other than that um yeah i'm kind of limited on my on my research just because i do have a lot going on in my life 
who are some of the other people that you think are listened to based on people, for example, Thomas, Joe Ryan, who, who do you know who they are maybe reading or listening to? I know he, his name yeah. does come up a lot. I know Thomas is also a big Matthew Berry fan. Uh, he, he and I have had many conversations and, and we tend to like and dislike some of the same players because we, we read the same, uh, analysis from Matthew Berry. So it's kind of funny when, when we're high on a player or not high on a player, it's usually because Matthew Berry said something about it. Um, other than that, I'm really not sure if, if he follows anything else. I know he's he's a little busy himself as well. Okay, next uh, topic, next question. Uh, I do want to mention kind of a plug for future shows before we forget. I, I almost said we'll, we'll, as, when we come back from these messages from our sponsors, I'm going to have to probably cut out CNR. Oh, there I did it again. <laughs> they're getting a free plug. Uh, we're going to have to cut them out because they're not paying anything. But I almost said we'll be back after these messages. Um, but we won't say that. And I can't think of a PSA that we want to play. You know what a PSA is, don't a you? public service announcement. Good job. Good job. Um, we will have interviews now, not, not, we're not going to interview NFL players, although I guess if we could find that a couple, would be cool. that would be cool. Uh, what we will be doing is interviewing, uh, people in our league. So I would hope over the course of the season, uh, we will be interviewing everyone. And so we're going to be putting them on hot seat. Uh, it'll be somewhat of a Shark Tank type experience. We'll go through their roster, right? We'll look at what looks good, what doesn't look good. I'm sure there are some people that will be sweating <laughs> and may want to pass. Put them through the gauntlet. Put them through the gauntlet. So you like that idea, Drew? I like that idea. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is next week, next week, uh, I just bought the book uh, Gridiron Genius by Michael Lombardi. And I've listened to Michael Lombardi in a private, in a private, I'm in a, in one of my membership groups I'm in, uh, he was interviewed, uh, and excellent content. So Michael Lombardi, I believe has worked as an offensive coordinator. He's worked in only two organizations, the Patriots and the 49ers. So his book only has 21 reviews. And so far the average review, it looks like I'm looking on my monitor number two, not that many. He has an average. Well, it's 4.2 out of 5. So I'm curious why there are a number of people that are not ranking it so high. So I'm curious. We'll have that. We'll, we'll, I'm going to have that read, and so we'll talk Great, about it Great. I'm briefly. looking forward to it. So, And then over the course of the next few weeks, we will have a book that we bring up and, and talk about. Uh, there is one other item, and you're supposed to ask me why I'm interested in doing this podcast. Mark. Why are you interested? Okay. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me start over. Why are you interested in doing this podcast? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> well, I don't want to uh, I don't want to get too sentimental here, but one of my favorite books and and I think a, a lot of peers know I I I read a lot. In fact, in fact, what am I reading or listening to right now? Pride and Prejudice. Yes, yeah, I don't just I I I I'm I'm cultured, <laughs> just a little, <laughs> just a little. Um, so one of my I don't want to say it's favorite. I mean, I read I read over a hundred books a year, so it's hard. It's getting to the point where it's hard to say my favorite book. But there are what I call memorable books, books that stick with me, and I loved the book 
Boys in the Boat. Have you read it? Or no? I have not read it, but I have heard you talk about it probably more than I can count. Uh, I thought you were going to say more than I would, <laughs> would like. More to. than I would like. No, I actually <laughs> did like it. Uh, just the quick the, the quick story is it's it's a it's a uh, rowing team up from the upper northwest uh, from I believe the University of Washington. Uh, this team goes all the way back to uh, uh, pre World War II days, and they eventually make it to the Olympics. And and because because it's a true story, you're gonna. I'm not giving anything away. They end up winning. Uh, they defy the odds. Uh, in fact, you think it was a, 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 a book, almost fictional, because of the way they won. It's just it's absolutely crazy. But my favorite part, my favorite part of the book, is at the very end, uh, the epilogue, and the epilogue flashes forward uh, some forty, fifty years later. And it's a reunion, and so the team stayed close. The team stayed close all those years. So here we are. We've got 10 guys. Now, I think it would be really neat 10 years from now, all 10 of us are still a part of this. Wouldn't that be neat? I really hope that that would be the case. And, I mean, there may be one or two that drop out, but I I really hope that that nucleus will stay uh, together. And so the podcast, to me— it's just one way to create a little uh, connectedness, uh, some camaraderie, uh, just 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 uh, some uh, some community, uh, some closeness, some oneness. So, and by the way, that this particular podcast, I by the way, I hate my voice. My voice sounds terrible. Your voice I'm, is great. Uh, it could be that you and Thomas do this, or you and someone else uh, down the road. That they'd be they'd be perfectly fine. Be would be happy to hand over the mic. So that's the reason I was interested when you and I were just kind of talking about it. We thought it'd be kind of cool, but that's the reason why I'm interested. It goes back to the boys in the boat. And I'd like to have that boys in the boat experience uh, going forward uh, with this league. I love it. And and then there's another thing. Um, I think I'm the elder statesman. I wish I could say JB was, um, <laughs> he's not. Now you got him on years. <laughs> yeah, he may be catching up though. Um, but because both of us are the elder statesmen, everybody else is. You know, you guys are starting your lives. So as time goes on, we're not going to just talk about uh, football. I want to talk a little bit about econometrics. Uh, I want to talk about some interesting ways I use standard deviation. Uh, for some of the players uh, that I select. So I do have a little bit of a, a mathematical system uh, process. It's not completely uh, perfected, so I'm doing a little an- analytics. Uh, I did a lot of my stats, put them in a Tableau uh, last year. Uh, just I see things visually that I can't just with numbers. So there are some topics that I would like to hit uh, educationally because I want to see every one of you guys, the other eight of you, uh, including yourself, I want to see you guys grow professionally. So we're going to hit topics more than just uh, football. I'm pretty excited. And before we wrap up, uh, before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you, Drew, do you ever read The Onion? I have read The Onion quite a few times, and yeah, it's pretty... I don't know what I was trying to say, but yes. <laughs> I do know what The Onion is, and I've read many of their articles. They're, they're pretty comical. You you've never asked 
if I read The Onion. Well, you brought it up, so I figured you probably have read it from time to time. Not a lot, uh, the, but the reason I when I, the reason I probably don't read a lot is every every time I start peeling through the pages, <laughs> I start crying. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's yeah. I, I get that. <laughs> that's bad. I uh, think I know what you're going to bring up. Did you read this article? Uh, this was, uh, this, this was, uh, this came out, uh, last week while I was in Maine. (laughs) By the way, I, I fly into Maine and I get to Maine, uh, to, to Portland and, and I still haven't won yet. And, and I'm stressing, stressing. And I I have a terrible, terrible game or or my first week is awful. And I ended up going to bed. (laughs) And, um, so, uh, I woke up and, by, by an act of God, uh, I was won by the the skin of my teeth. So anyway, I, here I am looking at Matthew Berry, Matthew Berry, and I come across this article in The Onion. And if we end up being able to afford show notes, uh, we'll put this in the show notes. But there's an article called Matthew Berry admits he just drafts fantasy players whose names he recognizes <laughs> true or false is is that is that true i think everyone can admit that they've done that before at but, some point but you just mentioned how matthew barry is just just i mean he's just incredible he's the best and oh yeah does this does this make you not like matthew barry as much no it just makes me want to laugh you may it makes you want to laugh <laughs> no, he i mean he knows every player in the nfl so um now obviously i don't think that this article would come Close to the truth, but at the same time, I mean, fantasy football is completely random at times. So, you know, even someone who knows everything about, you know, football and how fantasy works doesn't mean, you know, that person's going to win every single game every year, you know. And so sometimes you got to base <laughs> base your decision-making off something, right? But the guy wanted to pick Peyton Manning last week, <laughs> the idiot. It's like he's not even, he's retired. And so, that again, that comes up in the article. So, like I said, if we, if we can figure out the show notes, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll post the link. But otherwise, if you have not read it, it's fascinating. It's just, just look up uh, sports.theonion and, uh, find Matthew Berry, and, and you can also find out why Le'Veon Bell actually hasn't been playing the past couple weeks. No, as is, well. that, is that fact or fiction? You know, I think that's basically fact. I think it's really easy to to forget how to run. You know, I've how you know, <laughs> do you forget how to run? I mean, you put one foot in front of the other, right? <laughs> you know, if if uh, you know you 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 know you heard the phrase, you use it or you lose it. You know, he's he spent too much time holding out. I think we're he's talk, forgotten. Uh, you, we're talking like algebra. We're talking geometry. You use it or lose it. We're not talking something as easy and physical as running. Uh, well, I'm just... <laughs> I don't know. This is the first year I've ever had Le'Veon Bell on a team before. I have him on a couple of my teams. That hurts. And, you know, I, seeing an article on The Onion about him forgetting how to run just kind of makes me want to... Helps me forget the pain that I'm going through of him sitting on the bench. I'm I'm sorry, not even on the bench. You know, he's on his couch right now. I'm trying to channel my inner Bob Costas vocabulary. Is it the yips? Is it the yips <laughs> in baseball? The Steve Blast disease where he can't throw it, or the you know the second baseman from the Yankees? Uh, he used to play for the Twins, couldn't throw it uh, to first base. Is that called the yips? <sighs> 
Your guess is as good as mine. So, I mean, is there a term for this? I can't run anymore. <laughs> you, you aim to run left, but you run right. <laughs> or you aim to run, you, you want to you, you want to run right, but you go straight. I don't think there's any PC term for that. <laughs> Where you go, <laughs> oh, okay, I better shut up. Um, I, I think that's my list uh, for today. Again, this is podcast episode number one, one. of two guys. Um, I think... Our rhythm, uh, this is kind of a test. Getting the equipment set up is really easy, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, after an hour, I think I think we kind of figured it out. It's more like two, <laughs> two hours. <laughs> two hours. Um, but but w- w- we'll have some fun with this. Like I said, interviews are coming up. Uh, we'll have to maybe pay some people under the table to <laughs> make that make that work. But anyway, this is fun. Uh, anxious for uh, week number two. I guess what I was going to say was going forward. I think we're going to shoot for for uh, publishing every Thursday night, either Wednesday night or, or Thursday night. That way, the week will be behind us. Uh, then we can truly, I mean, truly look back to see what happened the prior week. So uh, we want to go ahead and get this out. So like I said, as we are talking right now, uh, we just had a Thursday night game. And by the way, congrats to the Cleveland Browns for congrats. winning. Congrats. First win since 2016. And Baker Mayfield won that up. I, I watched parts of that, and he looked like he belonged uh, on that, he, he looked like he belonged out on the field. I can't see him sitting on the bench another week. No, no. Well, I think the coach we heard today, the, co- <laughs> the coach said, well, I, I need to look at the tape some more. And I, I saw a funny quote from someone saying, hey, coach, you just doubled your win total for your career. I think you should keep Mayfield in. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well, that's a wrap. And we don't even have uh, outro music. We'll, we'll figure that out. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Drew, that was terrible. We need to work on you. I'm I'm not a quick start. <laughs> not a quick. Well, I'll explain quick start next week. We're we're, we're two fact finders, aren't we? Yes. Uh, our smart finders. Takes a while to think of something we want to say. <laughs> we have to research it, don't we? we to, yeah. We have to look it up, study, dig. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. So long. Bye bye.